This is a note to future me. Hi, this is Brett Johnson, your host and the owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. In this episode, I talk to Pam Perry from Pam Perry PR, PR and branding solutions for seasoned speakers. She has gone through many iterations of different podcasts, which in itself is a great story. And we talk about each of those podcasts, those business podcasts that she created for herself as well as with some business partners, and how all of those podcasts together is now brought her to her current podcast, Get Out There and Get Known. What she learned from all those podcasts and all those different techniques she used in this podcast is now culminated in this podcast she's creating right now. Plus, she has some fantastic advice for business owners considering podcasting as a marketing tool. Here's the interview. Let's go back over your background in history a little bit. You know, talk about what you do, uh, you know, up, up to what you're doing today. Okay. Well, primarily, the main thing is a publicist. That's my main road or that's my main jam. Uh, how I got here, working in media for the longest. First job working at the Detroit Free Press, which was print. Then I went into radio, which was really cool, which was an adult contemporary station. And then I worked at a television station producing talk shows. That was fun. And then I worked at a nonprofit as a PR director. And that let me really work with print, radio, and TV all at the same time. And I said, oh, this is really what I really like to do. So really being in public relations lets me um, work with all of the different mediums. And then, of course, then the emergence of social media, Mm. that became the thing. So then not only do publicists have to know the traditional media, now they got to know the new media. So podcasting was part of that. Right, exactly, yeah. So mixed in with all this, obviously you have another side to you, uh, working with a nonprofit or nonprofits. What, who do you work with? Who do you give your time, yes, talent, and treasure yes. so to? I, that was one of the things when I worked in radio. I had an epiphany one day that I was working in radio and I was selling air. I was in advertising sales. And I was roughly about 30 years old. And I was like, hmm, you know, this is kind of like, I don't know what it was, but it was like, I'm selling air. It didn't really feel fulfilling anymore. Made really good money. I liked the people that I worked with. They were fun. I was writing copies, so I did some creative stuff. But I wasn't fulfilling. And I just really stopped. And I said, what do I really want to do with the rest of my life? You know, at 30, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, it's midlife crisis here. I don't know what was going on. And I spent a lot of time working with organizations that um, dealt with youth, dealt with career development, dealt with um, black kids that really were, you know, needed some guidance, didn't have maybe uh, the right family background. And I really started spending more and more time doing that than my job. Like I would spend like maybe 30 40 hours a week on my job. And then it was like 20, 30 hours working on the the volunteer stuff. I'm like, Ooh. And I had this idea. I says, you know what? This is more fulfilling. I said, what if I could spend my time doing what I really love, which was the nonprofit volunteer stuff as my job. 
And that was where it really began. I said, you know what? I worked for a nonprofit. It was called Joy of Jesus. And we were raising money to send kids to camp, kids in the city to go to camp for the summer. And we did it so that it was free for them. And I had so much fun. We raised monies. We did telethons. Again, you know, we were, it got them in the newspaper. People were hearing, they were on the front page of the free press, actually. That was really cool. And they had never had that. We did events. I mean, just really wrap my arms around all types of media to get them some exposure. And they raised a lot of money because they had to, it was a small nonprofit. I think their budget was like maybe a million and a half. So it was a real lean kind of, <laughs> it was a real lean nonprofit. I was the PR director, the event director, the the donor management, the uh, newsletter editor. It was, it, it was fun though. I loved it. I worked so hard there um, until the point where it worked. I worked so hard. It was like, I need a life. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nonprofits can do that to people. Yeah, that, I was like, I need a life. It and, really um, sneaks and in quickly. Yep. I remember going to my uh, executive director present there, Eddie Edwards, and I said, you know what? I really like it here. I said, but I'd like to get married one day. I'd like to be able to have a life. And uh, he says, well, you don't like it? I said, I love it here. He's, I said, I just don't want to work so many hours. I said, and I know we can't really afford to hire more people. And he said to me, he says, well, I'll help you find another job. Because he says, I see your potential. He said, but you're really best at PR. And he helped me get the job that I stayed at for seven years, which was it was a strategic partner of, of ours, the Salvation Army. And I stayed at the Salvation Army. I was a PR director there. And it was a, we had a larger staff, so I, did, I had like regular hours. And that's really where I, I stayed the most, and I love that the most because I worked with the community, worked with the media, and we were doing good work. So that's really like the, the nice. main thing. So I work with people who try to make a difference in the world. That's really it. People who try to make a difference in the world, if they're doing good work, then I'm going to promote them. Right. That's it. It's, it's like that felt so much fulfillment when I worked in the radio station. I mean, cars, donuts, and I worked for other PR firms where we promoted just products and widgets. Wasn't at a certain point in time, I learned the skill, but I didn't like what I was doing. So so yeah. as I got older, I said, if I'm going to spend so much time doing something, it has to be something I enjoy and something that I know is making a difference. And that's where, that's really where it is. And so I started my company in 2000 and a company name was Ministry Marketing Solutions. Uh, very similar to like the Salvation Army. Uh, we were working with churches. And so we were working to promote churches and pastors and and really any kind of things that were doing good in the community. So that has been the, the I call it, where we're marketing the message. So we're marketing the good message, messengers. And uh, whether it's inspirational speakers, motivational speakers, that was that was the thing. Yeah. And it hasn't really changed. And um, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm still excited about it. So when I I have, I just talked with the client not too long ago and the work that she's doing in the community, I get so geeked about it. I was like, this is what I'm made for. So yeah. I love doing that. And um, yeah, it, it, it has, the only thing that has really changed from when I started to now is the new media. Yeah. And we were just saying how much it is. Mm-hmm. So much clubhouse, Instagram, yeah, right. LinkedIn, and, 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 and 
and my clients are trying to figure it all out. I said, you don't have to do it all, especially if you're not good at it all. Don't, you don't have to do it all, but right. just yeah. calm down. You know, your message is the same. Yeah. How we deliver it is really based on your, their personality. Right. It's finding that, that medium that your intended audience is actually yes. there, you know? Yeah. So if they're not playing yeah. in this park, you go to the other park, <laughs> you know, that sort of right. thing. If yeah. they're not on Twitter, you don't have to tweet. Right. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't think that you're missing out on anything. You're probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. A good example of that is Seth Godin. Seth Godin is not on everything and he's a master marketer. Mm-hmm. He's a master marketer. He's like one of the, the, the four runners of the, he wrote the book, The Purple Cow. Mm-hmm. But he's not on everything. Right. He does blogging. Yeah. That's his thing. And he masters what, exactly I don't think what he, he does. He does podcasts. Yeah, he does. Actually, he has a podcast called Akimbo, A K I M B O. And really? it is great. You'll love it. Oh my yeah. I've got to listen to yeah, that. Akimbo. It's, yeah, it's really good. Um, just the, it, it, it's, an, it's a joy listening to him anyway because he's just so smart. And, and what yes. I like about him too, and I think you do too, of course, via the blogs, he makes you think. He's mm-hmm. not necessarily convincing you. It's he's making you think, and that's that's this big thing. I, I mm-hmm. which which is enjoyable because it's one of those you need those moments in your life <laughs> during the day. Yeah. Just kind of go, okay, let's rethink this whole concept, or or a different angle of looking at it and such. So yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, it, it's been out maybe two or three years. I, yeah, you'd ah, enjoy it. Okay. You'd enjoy it. All so, right, so not sure. that long. But no, yeah, he's been no, around no. forever. But he mm-hmm. he probably thought about it a long time before he jumped into something new. Sure. Versus entrepreneurs today, like, oh my God, I've got to get on Clubhouse. They just open up Android. Let me get on there. I know. No, why don't you wait to see if it's really for you yeah. before you do anything new? Right. Like, what's working now? Yeah. What's working now? Exactly. Do yeah. more of that. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. When you contacted me, to be on the podcast, um, we did a, a little bit of a pre-interview, and you talked about, and I love your podcast journey, because there are, there are so many different ways of doing multiple podcasts, whether you're doing mm-hmm. podcasts, four of them at the same time, or you start one and stop, and start and stop a, a, a new one, and and that is your journey, and I, I, I'm glad we're talking about this, because I, I want to talk about you know your previous podcast experience as the trailblazer into the current podcast. And I think Mm. there are lessons to learn about starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And I'm talking about a new podcast. So talk about your, your first podcast a little bit, and then let's get into the current one, what you're doing, because I think that again, it's that, it's that story of going from one to the other. That's very strong. And then we can really dive into what you're doing right now. Yeah. When I first did, I think the other one was probably 2006 or seven. I'm not sure, but I was scared. I was scared to do a podcast. I really was. No one was really doing podcasts that I knew. And it was on blog talk radio and I was so scared, but I knew I needed to do the podcast because my authors that I represented for PR needed to be heard. They needed to talk about their book. And I said, okay, we're going to do this podcast. It's called chocolate pages. And we did it on Blog Talk Radio. We did probably a hundred or so shows. I mean, and really I interviewed authors about their books, asked them the same question. So what inspires you to write the book? What's your book about? Tell us your background, blah, 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 blah. And we did that and they love talking about the books and we shared it everywhere. 
And it, it was some of my clients and then also just other authors that I just really admired. And it became the point where I had celebrities on this blog talk radio show. I will never forget it. Kirk Franklin and Reverend Run and um, Damon Wilson from Sanford and Son. <laughs> it's like on my blog talk radio. It was just on the phone. Uh, I would never. Then, then I did another type of blog talk radio show. Not chocolate pages, but at the same time, I was doing Synergy Energy Show. And the Synergy Energy Show was around the book that I uh, co-wrote with um, another uh, couple. And we did this book called Synergy Energy, and we really wanted to talk about partnerships and internet marketing. Couldn't really fit into chocolate pages. It was a totally different audience. So we interviewed anyone who was in the uh, digital marketing space. At that time, it was probably 2009, I guess, maybe or so. And so we said, okay, so we'll do this particular one. And we've had Chocolate Pages was primarily African-American authors. Um, Synergy Energy was anyone who was in a digital space. So I had a lot of my friends that were really like we were just really blazing the trail in the Internet marketing space. And it was fun. And we did that. For about a year, I guess. We probably did about 52-ish, you know, 52 or more. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I said, this is good. Talking about the book, talking about Synergy, talking about internet marketing. But I really want to talk about PR. So then I created a show, really so it could be kind of cathartic. It was called 2PR Pros. (laughs) And the 2PR Pros was really so that I can talk with my PR colleagues about PR, like what's driving us crazy about our clients? Why don't they get it? Why don't they know how to, you know? And so the two PR pros was really a show that I did on talk shoe, not talk show, but right. talk shoe. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, these, these platforms. Yeah, so I right. did talk shoe and it was really cool. Had people on and people loved it. And my PR colleagues, they said, this is such a great idea. You know, I love talking about this and stopped doing, um, so much of the other two shows started doing the talk show. And then I did another show on talk show called uh, kingdom connections. And that was primarily anyone who was in the Christian ministry space. And we talked about Christian ministry. So fast forward, don't really do any more of the blog talk radio show. Blog talk got a little bit too commercial, I guess you would say. So it was just too commercial and too crunchy. And um, I said, you know what, we, we really need to do something else because this blogging, blog talk radio and this talk show, I don't like the sound, didn't like the sound. So we did another podcast called the Digital Business Acceleration. And this was using Blueberry. And we did 52 issues. And it was really to explain to people the whole process of PR, marketing, branding, and digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And we did that. Um, with my partner, Vernita Sherman, is still out there in iTunes. And we did it, and we ran it through a website, had real microphones use, using uh, Yetis and, and, and that sort of thing. We used Zoom and did, did yeah, anyway. So we had a better production of that. Sure. And I loved it, and it was so much more better. We didn't have guests or anything, but um, it was just us two. And we did 52 issues. And at that point, it was like, okay, we have nothing else to say. We've said it all. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, that's it, like Forrest Gump. Okay, well, that's pretty much, that's it. And then 
I said, okay. The next phase is video podcasting. Was real on the fence about that. Oh my goodness, Brett. I was so on the fence about that because to do a video podcast means that I have to have hair and makeup done every single week. <laughs> you have to be on. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And uh, I said, well, I could do it once a week. And so really what happened is I was doing it on stream, StreamYard and uh, it, it take it from there and I'm doing it live on LinkedIn. I'm doing it live on YouTube and I'm doing it live on Twitter, which will, which will go away, but it was okay. It was, it was mm-hmm. fine. And that show is called get out there and get known. It's a cross between probably all the other shows that I've done. It's some authors, it's some ministers, it's some media, it's some P- my PR colleagues some of my clients, it's called Get Out There and Get Known, really to explain to people how to get out there and get known. As a publicist, what do we, how do we get this done? And that's really, it's been like the, the most fun podcast to do because it is video and it also streams live. So you get live interaction a little bit mm-hmm. there. And it's also on my website with show notes because the other ones really didn't have show notes. They were, they were crunchy. The other ones were, I don't know what they were. They were just bios basically at the bottom of, of the podcast sure, sure. if I interviewed someone it was we've grown so much so yeah so yeah. that's where we are right now we're doing a real grown-up podcast video podcast with show notes that are that is running on uh Pam Perry even bought a URL Pam Perry podcast.com mm-hmm. and that's something oh yeah so did not it's do something that and it's something you needed to do like, yeah Yep. Oh my God. Before it was like blog talk radio forward slash da 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 da. So have fun so trying have fun trying to have somebody find that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they're not there. Some of those shows are not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you do not own your RSS feed, you don't own it. So Blog Talk Radio took it down and it's not there. Mm. So all of those quote unquote celebrities that I talked to from Yolanda Adams to Kirk Franklin to Demond Wilson, they're gone. I click it and they're gone. I mean, I had some really good guests and I was like, oh my God, I interviewed them and I Google it and I hit it and it's just not there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. so you learn, don't do that. Own your your own feet. Either you use Lipson, Blueberry, something like that. Just you know right well and and i was just going to go to that point of you know you going through all the iterations of the different podcasts that you did you brought all that knowledge to what you're doing right now amazingly enough so i i think it's a lesson in that just do it just get in there it. and start because even if you fail you've learned something mm-hmm. and you start mm-hmm. again with something else yeah no, i remember my very first podcast i was doing i wasn't sure that if i started it right if i hung up right was it did it take you know i mean just nervous and uh it 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 ended up working um i would never say to someone to start on blog talk radio i would say start you know things are different now but start at a, a at a place where i mean i've even had people who have done conference calls and then they've converted into a podcast they uploaded it that way i mean but to get the information out and to start is so important. Anchor is okay too. My daughter uses that. I wouldn't recommend it because you don't own it. Um, and it just was recently bought by Spotify, but 
if you have to start there, start there. Just download them and then put them somewhere else. But but know know what you're doing. Know what you're Mm -hmm. walking into. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, because you did start and stop. I think some podcasters tend to go on longer than they ought to in regards to their life of their podcast. It kind of, like you said, we knew we had to stop, but some people continue on going, I think you should have stopped a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you come to the conclusion on those podcasts that we're, we're done? It, it, was it different on each one that you yeah, just knew, the, you know, you had the conversation with your co-host or it just, it's, it just, it dawned on you. It's like, we're done. This is it. We got to yeah. move on. You know? It became um, evident on, um, well, I'll say the Digital Business Acceleration Podcast. After 52 episodes, we went through a blueprint of what is required to really uh, get your digital business okay. up and going. And I guess we went through that and then we kind of elaborated and we elaborated and, we, and it was like, okay, we can't figure anything else to say. We've said it all. The whole point of this podcast was to I mean, because we kept referring back to go back to episode number 14, go back to episode number 22, go. It's like, we've said it all. <laughs> it's like, so we're doing podcast number 39, telling people to go back to podcast number 12. It's like, so you're kind of like done with this because you've said it all. Mm-hmm. That's when you know the point of the podcast. And we weren't having guests. Now, if you have guests, it's a little bit different because you can always find different guests. Uh, but that particular one was like a business podcast that really had to show people how to the steps of how to really accelerate business online. The uh, the one with two PR pros that really ended because the standpoint is, as far as I knew, I had interviewed all my PR friends. <laughs> sure. I knew and I didn't know anymore. I mean, we were just it was like shop talk. Mm-hmm. So. We could, I could go back and interview him again, but I had really run out of the, the guests that I knew that, um, that I'm on. I guess it was like really seasons. It's like seasons, like 13 weeks, mm-hmm. 26 weeks, yeah. no, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, chocolate pages could have probably kept on going, but I think for me, I didn't like the form that I didn't like the, the format of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It, it, it became too commercial and it was a lot of shows there. Uh, the synergy energy was for a book, a book launch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Book launch. And then, and, and that was pretty much it. It didn't have anything more to say there. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it just depends now get out there and get no, how do I know when I'll end that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's a combination of everything I've done. So right. I interviewed media people which is really good. And a lot of media people are writing books and things like that. And then I always will have some clients on there as well. And then I'll also have, um, you know, solo episodes about different things that are going on. So maybe I'll do a solo episode about clubhouse, you know, so those are the things, but it is a video podcast. So it's the first one I've done. So I'm not sure how long it would go. Um, but I think anyone, if you're going to do a podcast, do it for a season like you would do a TV show, 13 weeks, you know, 26 weeks, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It gives it a little bit more. And you can change it to, to the following season. If I were to do it, says, so, well, this season is only going to be media or this season is only going to be PR people or this season will only be authors. That could be something that you could do. But. Yeah, yeah, for the work, most part, yeah, you, work, you do need some consistency. Yeah, because I work with uh, you know, new new podcasters, and that's that's kind of a common theme. And I, I think they don't 
outright ask this, but I think it's in the back of their mind going, okay, I start something, but how do I stop it? Or how long do I have to go? And they, they don't realize the seasons, the, the aspect of like, we can just produce 10 mm-hmm. and you're done. And mm-hmm. then let's start a whole nother thought. Maybe 10 is just you talking. 10 can be interviews. 10 can be with a co-host. It can do whatever yeah. you want to do, but it's the planning of it yes. that makes the big difference. That way, you know, it's all in pencil. If you want to do 13 episodes in that genre, mm-hmm. in that category, that's fine too. But the big thing is knowing where you're going with it. Yes. Sort of thing, yeah, yes. and, and so the I, audience knows where you're going. That's true too, to make it very comfortable <laughs> for them, and and that, that leads me to my next question to you too. You're bringing all this knowledge from all these different types of podcasts that you did interview solo, that sort of thing. So, how, how is your current podcast you know, showcasing your expertise now that you've added video and you do are doing interviews and some solos? You're mixing it all together. How is it showcasing you? How are you making that work for you? It's interesting because I've interviewed some of the best TV anchors and it was, I didn't even really think about it because I thought of them as my friends. And so one is, was Sean Robinson, Emmy award winning um, news. She was on what entertainment tonight or something mm-hmm. like that. And then uh, Linda Laurel, she, she was an anchor for like, 25 years and I'm just really interviewing them because I'm comfortable with them because they're my friends and we're talking about media. And so people have says, you're really good at this. And so they're, they're looking at me knowing that I've never done quote unquote television, like the TV people, even Shereen, she was just on, um, and she teaches media and they're thinking like, you're really good. And so that makes people feel comfortable with, I don't have to be a TV anchor or trained in journalism in order to do a video podcast Mm -hmm. because I'm definitely not. I'm not, I've never been in front. I've always produced, but I've never been in front. And so that has been real interesting because I get people that will hit me up in, in LinkedIn and says, I'd really like to work with you. You know, you seem to really be comfortable with helping people get out there and get known because we don't know who you are, but you're showing up in our feed. <laughs> and so I was like, that's really interesting because when I think about it, I was like, I did interview an anchor woman who had been on the air for over like three decades. And, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I, I didn't, compete against her or anything like that. I mean, I just really was trying to get into her head how she does what she does. So anyway, that seems to come off to people like, don't be afraid of the media. Don't be afraid to get in the media and you can do this type of thing. Right. That's that's really that's really kind of cool because I didn't realize that was not the intention when I did the video podcast. It was it was more or less like to do something different at this point because I knew video podcast was was more the thing. But yeah, that, that part was a little bit different that I didn't realize that that part would, would be how that would hit with people. Mm -hmm. Like here's this person who typically behind the scenes interviewing someone who's always on the air. Right. So, yeah. So that, that has been uh, interesting. Yeah. Who's your intended, who's your intended audience then for your podcast? It's people who are authors and speakers who really want to learn how to leverage the media. Okay. And a lot of them don't know how to pitch. 
because they're, well, they do know how to pitch, but they're scared. Mm -hmm. They're scared of really like, what do I say? Who do I say it to? And who are these people that I would pitch to? And so I'm really just trying to humanize that what, what media people are looking for, show their human side that yes, you're pitching to real people and for them to get to know it. So authors and speakers are feeling more connected to the, the people who are on the air Mm -hmm. and the PR people. I want them to come on and really talk to authors and speakers about, uh, you know, what not to do. <laughs> Cause yeah. I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. I say, don't do this. Don't do that. Do So I have my friends come on and say the same thing. I say, don't do this. Don't do that. So I'm not always a bad cop. Mm. So yeah, so that, that is that that's really intention. People who are authors and speakers who really want to know how to leverage the media. And then once they get media, how to work the media, what, what do you do with it? It doesn't make sense if you're on the morning show, if you just say, Oh, I was on the morning show. And then you go and sit down somewhere, but how do you leverage it to really make it work for you? Yeah. It sounds like so with this, with this iteration of your podcast and video cast, you, you needed to implement video then mm-hmm. uh, your, your clients, potential clients that you're interviewing through this mm-hmm. medium, they need to be comfortable. You need to figure out if they're comfortable in front of a camera. Um, and yes. if they're not, no, okay, this is a challenge that we need to overcome because me just talking to you during this video cast didn't go well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so that, that, that I could see where that would be a, a, a really important part of what, why you went into video. That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, it was it was the next iteration of that. It started um, COVID, you know, after COVID. Sure. So people were used to seeing people on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, during COVID, you know, People did started a lot more podcasts, but a lot of people didn't start video podcasts. But I knew that was the phase that I had to go into next. Sure. Like I said, I fought it for a while. Um, yeah. And then I said, okay, just bite the bullet and let's do it. Just do it. Right, right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, every week. So what would happen, too, is that I would, if my hair and makeup is done, I'll do three shows. <laughs> Hey, take advantage of a good day. You're right. Yes, well, sure. a good day. So we're going to do sure. three shows this day. Okay. Yeah. That will, that's how I was working yeah. it. And, yeah. uh, and so, so far I think we're at episode number 40. Good. Yeah. You know, good. So well, it's, you met, it, it, it's yeah. been, it's been easier than I thought. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you get on a roll, you're right. All of a sudden it's like, wow, I, I, I've got a library now. Yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned, uh, some, some drive by comments with LinkedIn posts and such. So what is your social media strategy with this? So you create the content, you've got the audio and video piece to it. Where are you promoting this and how are you doing that? Yes. Yeah, so LinkedIn is where I stream it. So that's where it is. That's primarily where I am. I'm showing up live with it. So I do the stream and I'm going into LinkedIn and I will actually see and talk to people on LinkedIn. It is also on Twitter and it's also on YouTube, but I'm not interacting with them on those platforms. It is primarily on PamPerryPodcast.com, the the actual video podcast with the show notes because that's where if I have a guest or resources and things like that, that's all in the show notes. When it's live, it's just really, it is just broadcast there. No show notes there, but I let people know to go to the show notes. Mm -hmm. I don't really promote it on Facebook um, as a stream. Once it's there with the resource notes and things like that, I, I will put it on Facebook. I will put it on Instagram out of the fact that 
I, how do I say it? I have 5,000 people on Instagram, but I don't get a lot of interaction. My audience is not there. It's primarily on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So that's really where I spent, that's where I get business from, from LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Instagram is cute. I do audiograms and things like that on Instagram. But for the most part, I take the, the once the episode is on Pam Perry, um, podcast.com, I take the show notes and that is the caption. And then the audiogram is the Instagram square. And so I have a pattern. It's like mm-hmm. it's one with the podcast and then it's two personality pictures or whatever. Then one with the podcast with the show notes at the bottom and that sort of thing. Sometimes I pull out a pull quote um, from the click to tweet on the on the show notes page. But for the most part, it's it's really on the website. And it goes out to my email list, which is primarily the main audience. Okay. So whenever it is on my website with the video and the show notes, they can also listen to. So obviously it's not just on video, but they can listen to all the different places as well. It goes out to my email list is in the form of a newsletter. Mm-hmm. So every week they get up, they get an episode. Right. And okay. that's really it. It's my email list and LinkedIn. Yeah. The other stuff is there, but it's not the main driver for business. You're not losing it's sleep. Awareness. You're not losing sleep over it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your prep for your guests, is much different than recording just a straight audio because you have the video component. Can you walk through a little bit of that? How you get your guests prepared, ready to do video versus just an audio recording? Yeah. So because they are media people is, it's easy for them. Where if it was like if I was doing Chocolate Pages or Synergy Energy or any of those other shows, they'd probably be like, oh, no, I don't want to do video. But this one is more or less like I am interviewing TV people. Um, I just talked to uh, someone yesterday who is a print reporter, but she actually does a lot of print people are doing video now. Mm-hmm. So she's she there. The Michigan Chronicle, they have their own. They built their own studio. Newspapers have to do that now in order to stay relevant. So they have their little studio. So she had no problem with doing video because she likes doing video. Now the, the, uh, the PR people, any of them that I've interviewed, they're ready. They're just ready to do, you know, they teach their, their clients how to show up on zoom. So they know how to show up on zoom. I remember it was one lady named Valerie and uh, she talked about tips and tricks on how to show up on zoom. And that was really kind of cool. So I was the uh, the person that didn't show up right. Like she was talking about, and it says, oh, not like this. And so I would turn my light down. I said, what about having some dangly earrings on? And she was like, yeah, not like that. So it was just kind of like this. Or, or how about if I'm just doing like this and I'm pulling up to the camera? And so that was really cool because she had to explain her book. And I was showing examples of like what not to do. So right. that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so we have fun with it. Like I said, most of the people that I ask, they're real comfortable with that part. Okay. And uh, no one has really asked me. Um, no one has really said no. Like I don't want to do it. Right. You know, they're 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 ready for video. I let them know that it is. Now I did have someone say, "This was Sean." I did have someone say, and this was uh, this was different. Sean is an Emmy Award winning producer. So before the show started, we were both on the screen at the same time. And I said, okay, we're about to go live. And she says, remove me from the screen. I said, what do you mean? She said, put me behind stage. She says, introduce me and then bring me up. 
And I hadn't done that before. So from now on, since then, I've done that. I will come on, just me, introduce my guests, and then bring them up. And that was a really cool touch. Instead of having, she says, because you, the person is sitting there and you're, they're just sitting there and you're just reading their bio. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. That's a a real good (laughs) tip. Yeah, that's a really good tip. You didn't think about that. Or or if you didn't realize that you you have the ability to do that, that it's there in the software. It's like, oh, yeah, I can bring you on. You don't have to be there right immediately. You you established it prior to recording, but it's like, okay, I'm going to pop you off now and bring you back on. That's mm-hmm. re- that's that's showbiz. That's that's yeah, really cool. That yeah, was the showbiz. Yeah. yeah, and so I do have a, like a little cool open and close as well. So that's kind of cool. It's a video open and close. I have not put like a commercial of my membership program in there because it's still kind of working that out. Uh, but you know, I don't know how I would do that. How that flow would work putting a commercial in between. And I know some podcasts do, you know, like, Oh, okay. Now we'll come right back. Yeah. And then there's a commercial, but I I don't know. I'm feeling a certain way about that. Some people said I should do it. I've never done it. Right. I've never put a commercial in my podcast. Yeah. I think it disrupts the, the personalness of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a a big decision. Quite frankly, you really Mm -hmm. have to figure what it if you're comfortable with it then yes but then almost get some feedback from your audience as well too i may be putting some things in what do you think I, I, at least you're you kind of figure out from them where you can go um yeah it's it's tough it's tough yeah. you know, especially i do have like a streaming at the bottom mm-hmm. of the website that's that's fine that's unintrusive if you're if you're watching it you'll see it right. streaming at the bottom but to have a commercial right in the middle of the podcast just seems intrusive to me right now but maybe next year i'll do it right i don't know right but yeah. right now it's it's it just seems like the podcast is so personal mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like i should put a commercial in the middle of like hey you know join my membership program right well and as you mentioned you do have the the option for the scroll on the video so another mm-hmm. positive component of doing video as as mm-hmm. whether it's your main vehicle for the interview or a secondary, at least you know it's there to be able to be used. So yes. it's, it's a good thought too. So you have to have some challenges, I imagine, with producing the podcast. Be, be, beyond the being prepared to know that I look good today, I'm doing three. You know, I mean, there, that's that's that is an issue with, or you feel good and you want to do three because there's people can read that via right. videos like she's not she's not feeling good today i can tell you know that's her thing what mm-hmm. are, what are the, some other challenges that you've run across with this new podcast i would say the main thing is i won't say the topic so to speak but because it is very narrow get out there and get known how many ways can you talk about how to get out there and get known so it is good when there are new types of things or that are that are hitting the scene like clubhouse and things like that but it is like, how do you keep it going so that we're always talking about getting out there and getting known? Like, how many ways can we say that? So right now, like I said, we haven't we haven't um, run out of topics. I've interviewed some people that have books on marketing, so that has been interesting. Uh, a lot of the media people are basically kind of saying the same thing, but people like to know the media. So I go into their their background, how they got started and why they started. So that's interesting for people, but it's going to come to the point where pretty much marketing is marketing. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's how many well, different ways can you say marketing is marketing? Right. And as, as, so, we, wa- as we walk out of COVID too, you know, now the advantages of the face-to-face. So I think all of a sudden now we are going to be re-energized to do the networking or the, mm-hmm. the, the tours, the book tours or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. Mm-hmm. And so I have a feeling there's going to be some different things come up from that. Well, we used to do it this way, but now we're doing it this way, whether it's hybrid, like we were talking a pre-recording of, you know, hybrid conferences of how to do that. I, I can imagine we're looking at a whole different scenario walking out of this, just the face-to-face stuff that we That's do. That's true. That's you know. true. A lot of events are going to be online and just yeah. really understanding how to do that. Mm-hmm. I was on a uh, new platform yesterday. I think it was Air Meet think it is mm-hmm. air meet and it was uh very similar to hop in i guess where you would talk and you have a stage and then you go and you network for like speed networking for 10 minutes then you come back to the stage and so that was a whole different kind of a feel to an event that we were on and you could still chat like you could in zoom but you can network face to face with the people who were at the conference so yeah, so that those are the kind of things that um, I, I I can see that I'll be talking about in the future on future episodes because it is get out there and get known. Really, too, part of it is mindset too. I think that a lot of people who listen to the episode are experts. They know their craft. They know what they know, and they're really good at it. But to pitch themselves out to get out there is where they get stuck. Mm-hmm. They want to get known, but it's like, I've got to put myself out there. So a lot of it is mindset. A lot of it is rejection, like a fear of rejection or tenacity. Like I, I did call them. They didn't call me back. Well, you got to call them again. I did. I called them three times. Well, you got to call them again. <laughs> it's like, right. So PR people will know that that's typical because the media there, when I bring the media on, they say, I'm busy. I get 75 calls a day. 300 emails. I may not get back to you. So call me again. They have to hear the media say that often enough for their mindset to say, it's not personal. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's never personal. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's part of it to really go into the mindset of it. So probably I'll have some people maybe to talk about that portion of it Mm -hmm. or my solo shows will talk about that. And, and also, too, about relationship building. I talk about that a lot. I said, anybody you hear on my podcast, feel free to reach out to the media that you heard here and let them know you heard them on the podcast. Right. That's a real good way to just make an introduction. Hey, Mr. Media, I heard you on Get Out There, Get Known podcast. Mm-hmm. And I hear that you're looking for whatever they're looking for. And I'd like to, you know, tell you about me because you said you were looking for that type of guest. I am that type of guest. I want them to realize that they can do this themselves. And I find that um, it's almost like swimming. It's like sometimes you could show someone lessons and lessons and lessons and they get it. But then there's sometimes like, okay, I've given you enough lessons. I'm going to push you off into the pool (laughs) and you're going to swim or you're going to sink. So which one you gonna do? You you know those lessons, so you're gonna swim. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's only three feet, but it's still you, I'm gonna mm-hmm. put you off in the pool. So that's really like where this the the whole part of this happens because as a publicist, I did things for my clients, but today people can really be their own 
publicist and it's okay. And I know that's a new way to think of things. Like I can't be my own publicist. Yes, you can. It's, it's, it's the gatekeepers are gone. You could go directly to them. And so that's where I'm just trying to train and teach people that you can pitch yourself to a print reporter, to a radio um, talk show host, to a TV producer, to a TV host. It doesn't matter. Podcast, you can pitch yourself. It's okay. Long as you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are thinking like, I don't know how to do it. And I, and that's where the show every single week has to stay fresh. Like, yes, you can do it. That's really what the whole point. Yes, you can do it yourself. And uh, a lot of people think they want to start at CNN. And it's like, no, but let's start with the smaller ones first. And then you can go to CNN. And maybe you'll never get on CNN. Maybe your audience isn't watching CNN. You ever thought about that? And like, oh, you know, you're right. I'm a, I don't know, I'm a podiatrist. I'm a foot doctor. Maybe they're not watching CNN. Mm-hmm. Maybe my audience is not there. Maybe my audience is, I don't know, in a different place. Right. You know, maybe they're reading a different magazine. Mm-hmm. I would be better if I was in this magazine versus CNN. Because I, I always tell people, you could overshoot the media. You can overshoot. You can be in a large one and it overshoot. And then you're, the, the people who are watching it, the small sliver of that is your audience. Whereas you could go in a, a different type of medium and be the big fish in that pond, that small pond and get a lot of business, which is the whole point of getting known and getting out there. Right. It's getting business. Exactly. So I have to bring people back to that. Like, why are you doing publicity again? Yeah. And check the ego at the door because your ego is getting in the way a little bit. It is ego. I I talk about that the other day. It's like ego marketing is when it has no relationship to anything that you're doing for business. It's just all ego Mm -hmm. and the ego won't get you paid. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's end on some advice for business owners considering podcasting as a marketing tool. This is exactly what you're, you're creating the podcast for is to, for you. What's some advice that you would give a business owner? They'd contact you saying, you know what? I love what you're doing. This is a home run for you. I think I need to do this. How, what, what advice would you give them? And especially for speakers, speakers really um, want to do a podcast and they, they should. But what I would say is making sure that the quality is really good, that you're proud of it, the sound quality, all of that. And making sure that the things around the podcast, the website, that part looks really good. And you could promote it. So I have a, a, a client that has a great podcast, but the stuff around it is so junky when they go straight to her site that I, I just say, you need to fix this up. You know, you need to, you know, people are going here. You know, you don't even have an opt-in box here. You, you, I don't even know what it is that you're selling or what you do. And uh, so I would say, you know, when you have the podcast, put it on your site and send out to your list. Your list does not go to your website every single week. They, they probably, they will never probably even go back to your site. So you have to send it out. So I think getting, you know, people say, I get too many emails, but if you just say, Hey, episode and what the title was, people will open it. And I, and, and I just find that people are just podcasting and they never share it. They share it on social, but not to the people who they're trying to nurture into clients. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to do it. 
it's almost like um it's almost <clears throat> it's almost like getting a a a video in the email like a straight video like you know sometimes you'll get like a video like a loom to someone mm-hmm. it's like that it's just so you're you're going to your list and you're giving them something that they can listen to from you so that's that's a big tool you can't get more personal than that and so a lot of times people say, well, I got the podcast and I'm going to do this program and I'm going to share it out here and there. That's fine. But make sure that it goes out to your list. They click it, goes to the podcast page. They read the show notes and they understand what you're selling, right. what the offer is, if you have an offer. Because a lot of times people just podcast and they bring guests on this and that. And it's like, but if you realize that it's part of their page, and this is their offer, then it will grow your business. If not, it's just, it's an expensive hobby and nobody wants that. So I always tell people, make sure that you do that and it will grow your list. And also to tell people, please like, share, and subscribe. You know, just do that. Do those are, you, if you don't tell people, they don't know to like it, share it, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's one of the key things. And also, you know, sometimes if people are leave a review, sometimes you could, you know, give them a shout out on the podcast. We used to do that with Digital Business Acceleration. We would read their things and people like that. Um, but, you know, just really nurture your your tribe, nurture the people that are listening and nurture your list by letting them know that they're getting it first. Sometimes you don't want to put it out on social media and then it's like, oh, by the way, let me send it out to my list. Send it out to your list first and then put it on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's because what happens is you're training your list to, to ignore you and just watch you on social media. Right. And, and I think if we, and I, I've said this to my clients numerous times, just consider social media a billboard as you're driving along the highway. Yeah. It's five or six seconds of their attention. Yeah. That's that's all it is. And it's and if you consider it that's the value of what social media is, that's a different mindset of like how much time do you put into social media? Mm-hmm. What the value what does catch somebody's eyeball to stop scrolling with their thumb? Okay. Yes, that's that's good, but it's that's about all it will do for you. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't forget about the people that you talk to all the time through your email. Right. And that's, it, it doesn't sound as sexy though. It's like billboards oh, no. are that billboards are like, Oh, I got a billboard. That sounds sexy. That sounds cool. But it's like, who really is seeing it in a nanosecond writing past right. versus that I send out a email to my list of 5,000 people. That you're getting oh. a click through of maybe 20, 30%. You're hitting a home run with that email. It's yeah. like, that's golden. <laughs> Don't but the billboard them. is so sexy because it's, yeah. it's a billboard. It's right. Like I'm I got there. 50 like, likes oh. on this post. Like, but did they do anything? No, <laughs> they didn't do anything other than the obligatory like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your mm-hmm. 50 core that, people that always do that. That's what I call that. the ego marketing. The ego marketing. That is, that, is, that is the ego marketing. Yeah. I had someone tell me, says, I got a billboard in Times Square. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and they paid for it. And I'm thinking like, I probably would have paid for, I don't know, Facebook ads, maybe more so than a billboard in Times Square. Yeah. 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 
that's a puri go well, by. Which one, which one would bring you business? Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Unless but they're, it didn't matter in- because they didn't get the dopamine from, from yeah. a Facebook ad. Yeah. They get the dopamine from getting the point to the billboard. They went off, they flew all the way to New York to stand in front of the billboard as it, as it does a digital part, you know, it goes on for a second and they had to wait till their part came up and then they pointed. That was it. And then that became the social media post that they just really got more dopamine from that. Oh, it's like, oh, my, my goodness. So wow. I was like, okay, yeah. that's not what I would have done with my right. my money uh, if I wanted to do business. But then again, everybody has a different reason for doing things. I did a whole thing about ego marketing. It was the hardest thing to really talk about because in the room were nothing but like big banners of people all around the room and these banners of just big six feet tall pictures of all these people. And I just said, okay, <laughs> so you're going to stand in front of your own picture, taking a picture and putting that on social media. How much business will that bring you? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You almost have to just let them go through the exercise and realize didn't happen, did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and this yeah. is just me as a publicist because I've been doing this so long. It's like, the emperor has no clothes. Okay. Don't let people sell you that. That has no meaning. Mm-hmm. That has no meaning. <laughs> it's not going to help you move the needle of getting business. Right. And so, you know, I, it goes back to like high school, like who's popular, who's not. It's like, but really it's, it's high school. You, you're, you're in yeah. business. So let's, let's kind of like not really, the social media has made everybody just really feel that certain way. And you've got to know that, it has to work and convert in terms of people either inquiring about your business or even knowing about your business. Having a big picture of yourself and posting one every single day will not pull people in as a customer, unless you're a model, I guess. But I said, most people are just really just saying, I don't care if nobody else sees it. I just want to see pictures of myself. I said, okay. Yeah. And, and you, right, well, you, then, you, you hit then your goal. I can't, I, yeah. Right. I can't argue with that. Right. You hit your That's goal. That's what you got. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this has been a treat. Um, thank you for contacting me. This has been a fan, uh, fantastic interview. Can you leave us some contact information here at the end? What's the best way to, uh, to reach you? Obviously, your website, but at the same time, uh, what are your favorite places to, to connect with people? Yes. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for having me. I think my favorite place is on um, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I'm Pam Perry PR Coach on LinkedIn. And you can connect with me there. Um, You've got to put in my email uh, in order to connect, but it's Pam at PamPerryPR.com. And so I would love to connect with people at LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram as well, but that's not where I really hang out. LinkedIn, I am really responsive. Twitter too. I do like Twitter. I'm Pam Perry on Twitter. So that's kind of like a cool place. That's where I always uh, tell my clients to go there because the media hangs out on Twitter. So yeah. Twitter is, I'm pretty active there as well. Cool. Good. Well, again, thank you so much and, and giving me much more time than I was really asking for. And, and I'm glad we could go this long, <laughs> but this has <laughs> this been was super. interesting. This was really good because yeah. it's, we could talk about this all day, especially the podcasting part. Yeah. It has really changed yeah. and who knows, maybe in a couple of years, it'll change even more. I don't know right. what, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there's always these little nuances of podcasting that continue to be tweaked. And now, now the paid piece of it, you know, that Apple has implemented that you can now do the subscribe piece, which really has been here a long time on other platforms. It's just now 
better known because it's on a bigger platform. But mm-hmm. but it's so you know it's so disheartening to hear so many people go negative against podcasts or they're jumping into this so fast and thinking this is going to be the next best thing since sliced bread, but they're not reading the devil in the details in regards to how much it's really going to cost you. Is it really something? Well, like we talked about, is it something that your audience you think you have content that's going somebody's going to pay five dollars a month for? Yeah. That's the question you have to answer first and then start reading, okay, it's going to cost me to do this, to do this, to, to do this. It's not just five bucks, you know, that they're going to, you're going to get five bucks, you're going to get five bucks minus, minus, minus <laughs> with everything else. Is this the best alternative if you're going to start selling your content? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I, I think what they're doing is good in regards to showcasing the bigger picture of that, you know, what content creators should be paid for their stuff. If, if that's what they want to do, if, if that's their goal, yes, because a lot of platforms have been riding on the backs of content creators for a very long time and making money off of free that's podcast true. content. So mm-hmm. I think that that ship is turning a little bit slowly, but, you know, we're getting there that it's, you know, now it's, you know, training the listeners kind of going, yeah, there's some good stuff out there and, and some of it's worth five bucks a month. It is, you know, whether it's just straight out the content plus more or whatever. So, yeah, you're right. In two or three years, the, the conversation could be much different in regards to more people on the paid side versus free. And it hopefully elevates content and makes it much, much, much better than, than it what is. we got. And, so. and it will make the content straight content versus maybe content. That is sales, mm-hmm. sales pitches. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. For sure. No one's going to pay for that. <laughs> you right. know, no one will pay no for one that. Will be, be really upset. So exactly that will right. make it, make the content really richer mm-hmm. if people are paying for it yeah. versus, you know, people can use podcasts as a marketing tool. And so people will know, okay, I'm listening to it for free. I'm going to probably have to hear a pitch. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. a fair exchange. People understand mm-hmm. that. It's like, they're not just podcasting. I mean, there are some podcasts out there that are doing it just for content reasons mm-hmm. or whatever. Maybe they're an actor or, or a speaker or something and they just want to give out content. But eventually they do want to get paid for something. Right. And uh, speakers who do podcasts, they want to get hired. Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving out good content, but they want to be hired yeah. as a speaker. Exactly. So. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate your time. This has been fantastic. And, and good luck continuing on with the, your current podcast. I'm sure there will be other ones down the road, too. I'll swing back together <laughs> and talk about your next one as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> Me and my daughter were doing one. So we'll we'll see how that goes That's with good. this millennial here. That's good. If she decides no. she wants to keep going with it. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Work with us to create your podcast. Don't hesitate to get in touch to discuss your plans and your project. We'd love to hear from you. Go to mypodcastguide.com and schedule a time with us. Want to learn more? Be sure to sign up for my free daily open the mic newsletter. Each day is a different topic from articles around the web on podcast monetization, podcast marketing, podcast audio production, the week's podcast news, and our suggestions for your next seven days of podcast listening. The link is in the podcast show notes.